Personally, I, I think in a lot of cases, the 60 amp is kind of the sweet spot. Okay. Um, 80 amp is gonna get you, you know, that's, that starts to push your electrical capacity of, of your panel. Mm. So in a lot of cases, if you wanna get an 80 amp um, charger, you may have to upgrade your, your panel. You may have to get a new panel. You may have to get new service. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more upgrades. And, and I think in a lot of cases, not, not all cases obviously, but in a lot of cases that additional cost probably won't be worth it to the driver. Welcome to MTE's Plugged In Podcast. This podcast focuses on the world of electric vehicles. We combine expert interviews and personal stories to educate and inform listeners about electric vehicles. So whether you're an early adopter who has been driving an EV for years, or you're just starting your research, this podcast is for you. Hello, I'm Brandon Wagner, and I'd like to welcome you to Middle Tennessee Electric's Plugged In Podcast. Amy is out today, but I would like to welcome Ryan Stanton. Uh, he serves as the Senior Project Manager for TVA's EV Evolution Initiative, part of the Innovation and Research Group at TVA. And beyond that, uh, Ryan is a longtime EV driver. Welcome, Ryan. Thank you, glad to be here. Ryan, you've had an EV since 2013, mm -hmm. various EVs. Can you give us a little bit of background? Before we find out what you do at TVA, give us a little bit of background on, on your EV history. Sure. So interesting, I think my, um, my EV journey begins here uh, in Rutherford County, actually. So oh. I, uh, pre previous, previous job, I, I worked for, for a, a company here, and it was 2013, uh, Nissan came along, they did a little ride and drive um, with a Nissan Leaf uh, at, our, at our office and said, hey, we, we're, we're we've just got these on the market, they were just starting to produce them um, at, the, at the Nissan plant here. So, I bought a Nissan Leaf in 2013. Um, it was, you know, I think it was maybe one of the first 10,000 or so that were built. Wow. <laughs> uh, here in, in Middle Tennessee. Um, I had that for about four years, so till, till 2017. Um, you know, drove it to and from work. I did, a, you know, I did a few like small road trips, but nothing, nothing big. Mm -hmm. Kind of had a, a, a shorter, a shorter battery range, maybe, maybe 70, 80 miles, depending on, wow. on the on the, uh, the direction of the wind. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, uh, really an early adopter. We think now like 2018 is early adopter. That's, that's significant. It was, it was different back then. Yeah, mm -hmm. like you know, there was obviously a lot less range and there were way fewer charging stations <laughs> right. too. So it was, it was very, uh, very different back then. Um, and uh, so, so fast forward 2017, uh, I took a new job. I was working downtown, working pretty close, up, close by. So my second EV was actually an electric bike. Oh no, kidding! So okay. I had, had an e-bike, and I, I commuted, you know, to and from my, my office downtown, um, and then yeah, in twenty uh, had had a couple kids, so can't really transport kids on e-bikes very <laughs> very well. So um, uh, about maybe twenty twenty, I, um, I I was I was following Rivian mm -hmm. pretty closely, and uh, ended up putting a reservation down, and I got a Rivian R one T truck. Mm -hmm. in 20, it would have been 2022 when it, when it was delivered. So, okay. you know, pandemic, you know, commuting, uh, obviously kind of things got, got disrupted, but mm -hmm. um, so I've been, I guess, driving electric for uh, a little over 10 years now. I know that one of the first uh, Ford F-150 Lightnings that TVA had, you were the, the point person, and, and I know you had a lot of requests mm -hmm. to come show that to everybody. Uh, and, and thankfully, you came to our first annual uh, meeting of our, of our EV car club, Tell me a little bit about your experience with the F-150 Lightning. Yeah. It, 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 now that was before you had the Rivian. Is that kind of what got you thinking you wanted a truck? 
Um, I, I, so I'd had a truck, you know, for a long time gr growing up. But I, I was was hoping to get a, uh, an electric truck at a certain point. Uh, I think I got the. I think TVA got our first Ford Lightnings around maybe around the same time I ended up getting my my truck. So I, at, at a certain point, I had um, I had I had borrowed the work truck, the work, the Lightning. For, for TVA for work, and I had my Rivian, so I had two electric trucks sitting in my driveway oh, no <laughs> at a certain okay. point. And uh, yeah, we was glad to be able to, to bring it down to um, to the, the car club event. I think that was was it 2022, maybe. It was 2022. I think it was, it was one of the first one of the first car club events that you all had. had. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so, so the Lightning. I mean, I think just Ford getting into you know into the the electric pickup space was a huge signal to the to the industry that yeah. you know this this is going mainstream this is you know this is not just you know for these little small compact you know uh, cars this is you know this can be kind of a full size a full size truck it's a it's a it's an amazing pickup it's an amazing mm -hmm. amazing truck it's it is truly a full size you know half ton pickup it, the fastest, you know, production F one fifty ever. You know, does zero to sixty in four seconds or something yeah. like that. Um, and then it's got all the all the features and, and technology, you know, as, as all the other trucks. And it's just just really nice to drive. It's quiet. Yeah. It's smooth. It's really powerful. Um, so I've really really enjoyed driving the driving the, the Lightning. I think TVA today we have we have about forty or so Ford Lightnings in, in our okay. in our fleet. They're they're used in the field. They're they're work trucks. Mm -hmm. uh, they're out on. You know, working on our transmission uh, transmission lines. They're out doing telecom work. They're out, you know, in, in the field doing, you know, truck yeah. things. Yeah, it's hard to believe that we're less than two years since that first event, and they're they're all over the place now. Yeah, so. yeah, they're they're they're, uh, they're defi definitely pro proliferating, and our, I think our the crews that, that have them have been, you know, really they've they've really enjoyed having yeah. them. There's there's a bit of a learning curve with charging, but once they kind of figure out how how and where to charge it. Um, they're they're pretty happy with them and, and they don't really want to go back. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break from the podcast so I can let you know about Middle Tennessee Electric's EV Ready program. This program gives a $50 credit to Middle Tennessee Electric members who have installed or are in the process of installing a level two charger in their home. For more information on this program, go to mte.com forward slash drive EV. Now back to the podcast. I wanted to ask you, you mentioned you didn't do a lot of road trips in the Leaf, which is <laughs> understandable. Um, but you've, if I remember right, you've put quite a bit of miles on your R1T and you have kids. I, I'm curious, what is it like to do a, a road trip, especially with a family mm -hmm. in, in the Rivian? Yeah. Yeah. So the, the Rivian, I've had it. Let's see, but I guess about 18 months, and I'm getting up to close to 30,000 miles on it. So okay. done, you know, I've done road trips, commuting, kind of, you know, um, work trips or around the, around the state. Um, yeah, the, the the road trips with families. I, so I think it's uh, EVs are actually kind of it. It's a pretty logical, um, or it, it, it makes it makes it pretty easy with with kids because if you've got, you know, especially with young kids. You're gonna have to stop fairly frequently anyway, mm -hmm. uh, and so you've got charging stations. Generally, you know, at least you know, if I take the example, um, if you've you know ever driven from Nashville down to the Florida Panhandle, mm -hmm. you know, 30A, you know, the, the Gulf Coast, it's about a 450 mile you know trip down there, mm -hmm. um, and you've got charging stations basically every one to two hours on okay. the way down there. So okay. uh, you do have to be, you have to kind of plan your plan your route out, but it works out because. 
I don't know about you, but like my kids, they, they want to stop every two hours anyway. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, so, so it works out. You know, I'll, I'll plan a charging charging stop. Um, you know, usually like a Electrify America or you know at a, at a Walmart. It's the perfect place to get uh, yeah. a couple of kids, make them run up and down the aisles while while the, while the car charges. <laughs> do a bathroom stop. You know, yeah. get a bite to eat. Uh, get back in the car and, and keep going. So, um, mm -hmm. I've done that a couple times now, and it and it, it works works okay. great. And there's there's plenty of room with it being a truck. There's back seat. It's got plenty of leg yep. room and everything. Yep. Yeah. Got got plenty of, plenty of space. You know, the, the Rivian, the cab space is a little bit smaller than like the F one fifty F one fifty Lightning, but still pretty pretty decent. It's it's you know the Rivian's bigger than a, it's bigger than like a Tacoma or Colorado, but a, okay. you know a little bit smaller than like an F one fifty. Okay. Kind of a nice kind of a nice in between size. Yeah. So Ryan, I know it, charging probably looked very different when you had a Nissan Leaf versus now that you have a Rivian R one T. Can you tell us a little bit about about what that was like. Yeah, the so when I got the Nissan Leaf originally, uh, and I've been in the same house the last last ten years. It's a 1925 old old okay. Craftsman. <laughs> um, when I got the Leaf in 2013, I I said you know I'm gonna I'll think about getting a level two charger, but it, it came with a level one charger so I could just plug it into a, a 120 volt outlet. Okay, and I said. The day that I, you know, find that level one charger doesn't work for me anymore, I'm gonna, I'll call my electrician. Um, I'll get a level two charger installed. After four years, that never happened. I used <laughs> a level one, 120 volt charger the whole time. Okay. Um, that, and that's I think that's because the, the vehicle it's a smaller vehicle. It's, sure. It has a smaller battery. It works fine. Um, I tried the same approach. Well, it, obviously for my e-bike, I was able to plug that <laughs> into the wall. No problem. It was even smaller. Okay. The day I got the Rivian, I tried that. See the whole. I said, "Well, how long? How long can I get by with a level one charger with with the, a truck?" And it lasted one day. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so yeah. um, I think the moral of the story is um, for a, a smaller smaller vehicle like a Nissan Leaf or like mm -hmm. a Model Three. You know, in a lot of cases, you can get by with a level one charger. And there's, there's a lot of people do that. Some of the data we've looked at says 20% of the charging sessions um, in our region are actually level one chargers. So no there's kidding. a lot of people that, that use level one chargers. Huh. Sounds like you've got you've got one as well. Works, works mm -hmm. well for you, and that may just depend on your availability of charging at work or you know, things like that. Um, but anyway, I digress a little bit. Um, I needed that level two charger. <laughs> I could tell pretty pretty quickly because the truck's bigger. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's less efficient. Has a much bigger battery. Uh, I was also driving a little bit more um, once I once I started getting the, once I got the truck. Um, so I got a level two charger installed. Okay. Um, have a two hundred amp service at, at, at the house uh, and it works great it's it charges it'll fully charge with that level two charger it's a um, it's a 48 amp charger it's on a 60 amp breaker okay we're electrical nerds so we can talk about this kind of stuff <laughs> um, but it's, it's an 11 kW charger okay 135 kilowatt hour battery so it can you know if I come home with 10 20 percent charge it'll fully recharge that battery uh, in 11 to 12 hours okay um, so if I get home at six o'clock at night from a road trip, it's fully charged by 6 a.m. the next morning. Mm -hmm. uh, so it works works perfect for that for that application. Um, you know, beyond that, you know, I, I do I charge at home most of the time. I, I typically on day to day, I'll charge like to 70 percent. Okay. Um, so I don't charge 100 percent every day. I'll just you know, plug it in when I get down to like 30 or 40 percent, and then charge it back up to 70 percent. Mm -hmm. So. You know, one to two times a week. And so, what, what, remind me, what is a range? Like, if you're at seventy percent, how much range does that give you on the? Yeah. Uh, so seventy percent range for the Rivian, 
It has a it has a little over 300 miles of range total, okay. so okay. it's about 200 miles of range okay. at 70. Yeah. percent So I'm curious. You said you got a 60 amp charger. We're talking. You know, when people call in, they they say they're getting a truck. A lot of times they're being recommended to go to an 80 amp charger. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm curious what your thoughts are on 60 amp versus 80 amp. Yeah, it's so that's that's tough. Once you, I think I personally, I, I think. In a lot of cases, the 60 amp is kind of the sweet spot. Okay. Um, 80 amp is going to get you, you know, that's that starts to push your electrical capacity of of your panel. Mm. So in a lot of cases, if you want to get an 80 amp um, charger, you may have to upgrade your, your panel. You may have to get a new panel. You may have to get new service. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more upgrades, and and I think in a lot of cases, not not all cases, obviously, but in a lot of cases, that additional cost probably won't be worth it to the driver. Yeah. Because they're still going to be able to use that 60 amp. You know that 11 kW charger right. will, will work. You know 100% of the time. And I've heard uh, you know even if you get an 80 amp charger, you could serve it with a 60 amp breaker and see if it you know works before you have to upgrade everything to 80 amp. Right. 80 amp is sort of like this is how high you can go, right? So it's the max. Yeah. Yeah. Mo most 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 chargers you can there there you know switches you can kind of derate it essentially. Okay. So if you have an 80 amp charger, you can still put it on a 60 amp. Breaker, you just have to derate it a little bit. Okay, all right. Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I've noticed that um, this is probably not a real good mathematical rule of thumb, but if you're if you have a 240 volt circuit and whatever your ampacity is that you're serving that, that's about maybe a little less than that is about how many miles per hour you can add. So mm -hmm. for me, what I've noticed is if I've got a 40 amp charger, I can add maybe a little less than 40 miles per hour. Okay. okay. And what I'm, yeah. you know, for even though I put, I put on 20,000 miles, I usually have to refill less than 100 miles a day. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's, that's three hours and I'm kind of done. So yep. yeah, that's what, that's what I find too. I mean, the, 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 my trucks, it's, it's bigger, so it's less efficient so that it works out to like, I think 25 miles an hour okay. for, for the, 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 the truck, but it's, it's the same thing. Usually, you know, I've, Four to five hours, a couple times a week mm -hmm. is all it needs. So it, I'll charge it overnight. It'll be it'll be done usually before midnight because I'll, I'll plug in and you know, yeah. seven seven o'clock and it's done. Well, um, I do. I want to ask one more question about the Rivian. Um, you've had it now. You said for eighteen months. Yeah. So, how do you like? It? I mean, is it everything you want, or uh, when you if there's someone out there that's kind of thinking about a Rivian, you know, mm -hmm. I, I like to. Um, every now and then we'll get a, a call or an email. Uh, I'm thinking between these cars. And so I like to try to point them to maybe a library we can give them of, of things to consider. Sure. So if, if someone's considering a Rivian over a Lightning or maybe some other vehicle, what, what, would, you, what would you tell them? You know, I mean, the, the Rivian's great. I, I, I love it. Um, and, you know, I'm not planning to get rid of it anytime soon. Um, I'm, you know, I, I can't promote any one, one manufacturer over, over another. I mean, the, the Lightning's a great truck. The Rivian's a great truck. Um, I'll, I'll say, it, as a general rule, um, electric trucks. It's there. It, it's it's really interesting to see what the manufacturers are doing because now there now there's kind of this like arms race between all of them because the the Tesla Cybertruck just came out. Mm -hmm. I got a chance to go 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 see that in person. Oh, cool! In in Franklin um, just before Christmas. So the Cybertruck's got all these cool features. It's got this big, huge, you know, vault on the on the <laughs> bed. It's got. You know, um, you know, 800 volt battery pack architecture. I mean, it's 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 a pretty, it's a polarizing truck, I, I think. But it's it, they've really packed a lot of innovation in that truck. Same thing with the Rivian. It's got this gear tunnel, mm -hmm. this enclosed storage between the 
the bed and, and the cab. It's got a big, big frunk. Um, it's got four wheel, you know, um, four wheel electric, uh, electric four wheel drive, a, mm -hmm. a motor on each wheel. Um, and so the, I, each, each truck is just a little, a little bit different. I, I personally love it. It's, it's, it's yeah. been a lot of fun to, to own. Um, but I'll, I'll say, I mean, each, each of them are, uh, are, each of the automakers are really, you know, they're really trying to compete, yeah. out innovate each other. So it's really kind of exciting to see, yeah. to see that. Well, I lied. I have one more question. I know, okay. I know you fish, and I don't know if you ever pull a boat or anything. But have you towed anything with the Rivian? I have towed with it. Yep. What's your yep. experience there? Yeah, no, that's a that's a good a good question. So, as a general rule, if you're towing, mm -hmm. say um, just plan on cutting your range in half. Okay. okay. Plan on cut. So whatever, if if you get 300 miles of range, plan on getting 150 miles of range with okay. with that boat or with that you know whatever whatever's on that trailer. Now, in re in the real world, you probably won't lose that much range. Unless it's a really big, you know, big travel trailer. Sure. If it's shaped like a like the broadside of a barn, yeah, you're probably going to lose half your range. If it's more aerodynamic, you may only lose, you know, 25 percent, something mm -hmm. like that. Um, but definitely plan ahead if, if you're going to be towing. But in, I'd say in most cases, you're you're going to be able to get, you know, you know, most electric trucks, you could probably get 100 to 150 miles, maybe 200 miles of range Good. out of it. Yeah. Okay. Well, one thing I wanted to ask you. Um, I, yeah, I haven't quite hit 20, uh, 12 months yet as an EV owner, so some of this you, cold you have, weather. Right, you got the model, model I've got y? a Model Y, okay, mm -hmm. okay. and I've already put 20,000 miles on it. Yeah. <laughs> so Very I drive, drive from yeah. Lebanon to Murfreesboro every day, and it mm. just it, it, it adds up. accumulates fast. Yeah. But one thing I'm sort of hearing is that this cold weather is going to impact things. Now, you, you've had, <laughs> I mean, from the very beginning of 2013, everything's changed, range has changed, battery chemistry has changed. Mm -hmm. um, what kind of tips do you have for, I know we have a lot of folks in our EV car club that bought their EV over the last 20, 12 months because yep. of the tax credits. Um, if this is their first winter driving, what would you what kind of advice would you have? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. And and really, the the winter is probably the I guess the if there is a, the most difficulties, and it's you, you do see a little bit of an impact to range. Um, however, just you know, let's consider people in Minnesota and Canada and Norway own EVs. Mm. Much colder winters than, than we have. Um, so it's just you know I think it's part of just getting used to you know you, you might lose a little bit of range in the winter time. It's really you know I'd say most most days here in the you know the lows are in the 30s or 20s you're not going to see much of an impact okay um you know generally just you know charge charge up a little bit more often um it's really i think the the what you probably notice it the most are when it's really cold like single digits and when mm -hmm. if you're on a road trip okay uh, so, so those longer road trips you can see that that battery range de decrease you may need to stop you know may, may, may need to do one one extra stop on mm -hmm. on your road trip for okay. example um but there's there's different ways to you know to get around that, just you, you guess you have to you plan around it, and mm -hmm. it's it, for most people it's not a big issue. So I've heard one of the thing you don't want to do is just when it's cold outside, get in and just. A friend of mine has an EV6, and he was telling me you can tell when his wife drives versus him because he tries to warm the battery up a little mm -hmm. bit, and when and she just doesn't. So he said you can sort of see that the range drops off. Mm -hmm. Do all cars have some kind of? I mean, I, I don't I know. We're talking. I'm asking you a big, broad question yeah. here. But is there uh, technology you can use, like an app or something, to go ahead and let the car know I'm going to be driving pretty soon to kind of 
or, or just practices you do when you first get in? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, so, I mean, batteries, batteries like to be warm. They mm-hmm. don't like to be cold. So, you know, if, uh, what, what'll happen just naturally, if, if, you, if you do get in the, it's, it's fine to get in the car cold and go. Um, the, the car is gonna use a little bit, of, and it's gonna use some energy to heat the battery up. And so that's okay. when you see that range range go down. Okay. Um, you know, some, some EVs will show the battery temperature while you're driving. The, the Rivian, just they just did a software update, so now you can see what the battery temperature is in okay. real time. And it's, it's interesting now in the colder weather, you can see it start, it might start out at like 35 or 40 degrees, and by the time you get done with a trip, it's like 50 or 60 degrees. Okay. So it'll use some energy to, to heat that up. Um, you know, if you're plugged in, at your house, for example, or at a, at a charging station, it'll use some of that energy um, to, to, to heat up the battery. Okay. If you get in the car and just go, which, which is fine too, it'll just use some of that. So that's where, that's where you start to lose a, lo- a little bit of range. Is it's just the, the, the car is trying to heat up its battery pack. Gotcha. It's trying to, trying to stay warm, you okay. know? Just, just, yeah. like, just like we would. Okay, yeah, that, well, that makes sense. Um, is there any, like, I mean, I know you hear these things, and I don't know if they're true or if they're myths, but, mm. um, don't turn your windshield wipers on or something like that when it's cold because it's just going to use more energy. Is, it, is that a is that a legitimate amount of energy or just kind of negligible? No, I mean no. Use your use your be safe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> turn your windshield wipers on. Yeah. Turn your headlights on. Um, the, the things you can do uh, and and most EVs now will come with uh, heated seats okay. and heated steering wheels. Those are a big game changer because well, if you're on a longer road trip, mm-hmm. uh, the cabin. Uh, cabin heating can actually take some extra energy, so you can yeah. act, you can you know if you really want to get like you know as much squeeze as much range out of it as you can. Some people turn off the heat while they're driving on a road trip okay. and just rely on the 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 seat warmer and like the, the heated steering wheel, and they might like bundle up in a jacket and a hat and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to do that, but um, that's that probably has the biggest impact if you're on a, a longer okay. a longer trip. But I'd say for for the most part, just drive you know drive normally. Yeah. Turn your headlights on. Yeah. <laughs> use the windshield wipers. Um, I, I like to, you know, I'll use the heat yeah. normally. Again, if it's a long if it's a long road trip and you want to you're trying to squeeze that extra, you know, the last couple of percent out of, yeah. of the battery, maybe you can, you know, turn the heat off for a little bit. Well, Ryan, I, I I appreciate you sharing a decade worth of experience with us in just a short little <laughs> episode. We haven't even had a chance to touch on what you do at TVA, so I, I, I wanna explore that. Um, but for now, I'm, I think we're going to wrap up this episode and, and, and hopefully talk with you more on the next episode. So thank you for being here and thank you for sharing that. Yeah, no, thank, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions about MTE's EV Ready program or the Night Flex Rate or anything EV related, please email us at evcarclub at mte.com. For more information on MTE's Drive EV programs or EV Car Club, please visit driveev.com or email us at evcarclub at mte.com. Until next time, plug in, power up, and drive safe. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review. Also, we would love to hear from you. If you have any ideas of topics you would like for us to discuss, please email us at driveev at mte.com. Thanks for listening.